Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening in with us today on our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. Our podcasts are brought to you by the Military Child Education Coalition, whose work is focused on ensuring quality educational opportunities for all military-connected children affected by mobility, family separation, deployments, and transition. Here at the MSEC, we want to ensure that every military child is college, workforce, and life-ready. In our podcast, we will share your stories as we talk to military service members, professionals, parents, and military kids. Please like, share, and subscribe. And we appreciate your comments, questions, and ideas for topics that you would like to hear more about. The MSEC For the Sake of the Child podcast team would like to thank Fort Hood Spouses Club for sponsoring today's podcast. Your support allows us to not only share information and resources, but also build connection through shared stories and experiences, providing military kids, their families, and the professionals who serve them the tools they need to help our military-connected children thrive. Thank you for making a difference in the lives of our military children. Welcome everyone to our MSEC podcast for the sake of the child. My name is Camilla Antoine and I am a Military Child Education Coalition Military Student Transition Consultant in Lackland ISD in Texas. I am also the spouse of a Navy veteran and a parent of a college kid and an adult child educator who are also military kids. Today, I will be your host for our episode about the Texas Purple Star campus designation. So joining me is Abby Rodriguez, who is the state coordinator for Military Connected in the highly mobile and at-risk student programs division for the Texas Education Agency. That is a long title for an (laughs) awesome person though, because I've known Abby for several years. We actually were um, MSTCs together several years ago. So I know that she is advocating on behalf of our kids and it's so exciting to hear that she is doing that at the state level. So welcome, Abby. Thank you, Camilla. How are you doing today? I am doing well, trying to stay cool in Texas, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. Thank you for that amazing introduction. Yeah, like you mentioned, um, I actually was an MSTC myself um, back in 2013 in Colleen ISD and Camilla, you were in San Antonio at the time. And so it's just really awesome that throughout these years, we've been always in contact, right? Whether it be trainings or conference calls. And it's just so awesome to be with you today to be able to talk about the Purple Star um, campus designation. Now, right after I, I worked with the Military Child Coalition, I joined the Texas Education Agency. So initially with a primary focus and really building capacity in our schools for military connected students. And like you mentioned now, um, I also oversee the at-risk part as well. And so again, super excited to talk to you a little bit today about the Purple Star Campus designation. Absolutely, that involves so much, both of those subgroups. So. We're excited to have you on. And I know that the concept of Purple Star initially started back in 2017 in Ohio as an award that was given to what they considered like military friendly schools. Now, several states have adopted this program or something similar to it. How did the Purple Star campus idea or concept come to Texas? How did it get started? 
Yeah. So interestingly enough, back when the 86, well, right before the 86 Texas legislative session was starting, we had received a call from the office of Senator Eddie Lucio, who authored this particular bill, which is Senate Bill 1557. And when we received the call from his office, they really wanted the background information of what Purple Star campuses meant in the states that already had them established. And and so we forwarded information, like you mentioned, regarding Ohio, Virginia, and I want to say there was also another state um, because when we became officially a Purple Star, Texas, our designated state, I think we were one of four at the time. And I want to say there might be more than that now. But what was really interesting is that the Purple Star campus designation did two things for our military connected students and their families that I think not a lot of people realized. The first one is that Senator Eddie Lucio really wanted a thorough identification of military connected students. So as you know, in Texas, we mandated our districts and charter schools to identify active duty, National Guard and reserve connected students back in school year 2013-2014. It wasn't until December 2015 under ESSA that all 50 states were required to collect a military identifier, but only for their active duty component. And so in this legislative session, the 86th legislative session, this particular bill not only established the Purple Star designation, but it also created two new indicator codes under our military student identifier, which now includes identifying students with a parent or guardian who are veteran connected and students with a parent or guardian who have fallen in the line of duty. So I'm really excited and proud of that for our state because I actually don't know if any other states are actually tracking those two particular type of connected military students. So we're really trying to, to capture all students with this Purple Star Campus designation. Because as you know, Texas is so large. And what we have shown through our data and throughout the years is that our military connected students in Texas are found all over Texas, whether or not they live near a large military installation or not. And when this particular bill went into law, we saw our numbers increase. And so for the school year 19, uh, 2019-2020, we saw that our campuses across Texas were identifying over 100,000 military connected students in those particular categories. Wow, that's pretty incredible. And I think you, you touched on something so big with those extra criteria also being targeted as a veteran family. We know most of our neighbors that live in our community, if they're not active duty, they're veterans. And so many veterans decide to retire and stay here in Texas for, you know, job opportunities after they they uh, retire. So that's pretty incredible. And so many of those families are benefiting from what's being done with this Purple Star. So that is, that is huge. So for someone who was listening, who may not be familiar necessarily with the Purple Star campus term, 
what does that actually involve and what, what does that look like? The Purple Star Campus designation is recognizing our, test, our Texas district and charter schools that show support and commitment to meeting the unique needs of our military connected students and families. And so in order to earn this particular designation, campuses will have to meet certain criteria. And so there's four criteria. The first one is to designate a campus-based military liaison. And so this particular person on the campus is really to support military-connected students and families. They're there to offer professional development opportunities for staff member. And this particular commissioner rule has more duties listed for the campus-based military liaison. The second criteria is that it really encourages our districts and campuses to create and maintain an easily accessible web page that includes information for military connected families. And so again, when you go and you look at the commissioner rule, it really speaks to what kind of topics should our campuses and districts really be focused on for our military families, such as relocation, you know, what paperwork do they need for enrollment and registration? academic planning and having a link to the interstate compact on educational opportunity for military children, counseling supports, you know, that are available on the campus or in the district that's specific to military students and families. And then again, easy access for the contact information to the military uh, liaison, the campus-based military liaison. So that website should definitely have really a list of kind of resources that would be applicable to all military connected families. The third criteria is having a campus transition program. And so this looks similar to whether the campus has like an ambassador groups. And we know that the Military Child Education Coalition has a lot of our student to student groups within our districts and on our campuses. And again, this is encouraging our student leaders to support our military connected students, organize, you know, newcomer social events, facilitating guided tours on the campus. And one thing that we put on here that I think is so beneficial is accompanying new students to lunch for the first week of school. We know that that is really important for our students and our families, especially when they're coming into a new school and they don't have, you know, they don't have any friends, they don't have families in the community. So really just kind of bringing them under their wing and kind of taking care of them. What I really love about this particular criteria for the campus transition program Program, is that it benefits campuses that not only have a large or a high population of military students, but has highly mobile students in general. So these ambassador groups and the, tra the campus transition program is really going to help your students that are even identified as homeless or foster care, or even migrants. So it's an overall really great program to have on campus. And then the fourth criteria that the campuses have to meet in order to be designated a Purple Star campus is offering one of three initiatives. And the first initiative is they can 
have a resolution showing support for military connected students and families. Um, this resolution can be drafted on the campus level. It could also be drafted by the school board members and the board of trustees honoring military families and students. The next initiative that campuses can choose from is participation in month of the military child or, or military family month. And so what we have seen, even in light of COVID-19, we've seen a lot of campuses that celebrated month of the military child, even on a virtual platform. So we were really excited to see that here in Texas. And then the third initiative that the campus can choose from is partnering with a school liaison officer to encourage and provide opportunities for active duty military members to volunteer on campus and really just kind of have that present on campus. So those are the four criteria that campuses can apply to and meet to earn this designation. And I think what is really special about this particular designation is again, is that a lot of our campuses, whether you're located near large or small military installations, are going to be able to apply and earn this because they will have different kind of uh, military connected student populations. And I'll give you an example. You know, down in South Texas, there's a high population of National Guard and Reserve students. And a lot of these criteria is not only applicable to our active duty students, but again, it's applicable to our National Guard, Reserve, our veteran connected students, and our students who've had a parent or guardian who have fallen in the line of duty. I think another special thing about this designation is that campuses that are selected to have this particular designation will be featured on the what we call texasschools.gov webpage, and that's actually TX schools.gov. And this is a web page where we have found that a lot of military families and families in general, um, prior to them moving either to our state or to our district and campuses, will go on this particular website and really look at things like accountability ratings. And so what will happen is, is that we'll have a filterable section where military families or anybody who's interested in knowing who earned this particular designation can click on it and then it'll come up the list of campuses who have met all these four criteria to again provide those additional supports and resources for our military families. Wow, that is incredible. The criteria, the specifics, and I think it was very well thought through um, in making those specific criteria a requirement for this designation. And I appreciate you also for letting me know how parents will be able to find you know, that spotlight and that designation and, and why that's important. So that's awesome. And as a as an MSTC, I talk to so many parents that are transitioning and these are the key things that they're looking for. I also think that website piece is, <laughs> is so key because most parents, as soon as they get their hands on orders, they go right online. <laughs> and we both know, you know, they've yeah. got lots of questions and so, it certainly makes the transition process smoother to see that information, have it at your fingertips, have it current, relevant, and updated to help make that transition as stress-free as possible. So kudos to you guys. I really, really appreciate hearing that. Explain to me some of the benefits you think a campus could have from being 
you know, recognized as a Purple Star campus? Yes, I think there's multiple benefits. The first one is that they will actually receive the logo that we have listed on our webpage. And it's a Purple Star campus logo that we have designed here at TEA. And so they'll receive different kind of forms of that logo in PDF, JPEG, et cetera. And it's really so that they can display that on their campus, um, display it on their social media. We even envisioned and we designed it in a circle because we envisioned maybe even military installations handing these out as coins, you know, for the campuses who have received this designation in their area. And so I think that and another thing that is a great is that it'll be featured on texasschools.gov. So that's always great. But also, I think that a lot of our campuses may have already had these things in place. And so it's really honoring them for the work that they have done. But also, again, like I mentioned, a lot of these supports and this criteria can give other campuses who might not have had these programs in place, make them kind of double think like, oh, maybe we should have a student ambassador group that will not only benefit military students on the campus, but really all highly mobile students. So I think that is also wonderful. I would also mention that when we were um, writing this particular policy and we were coming up with the criteria, we did various work groups. And so we did work groups with the Military Child Education Coalition. We did some with school district staff who are working in districts with a high population of military connected students. And then also with the school liaison officers. So we really got a lot of input and feedback on folks who are out there like yourself as an MSTC kind of boots on the ground doing this work. And we really wanted to ensure that we emphasize those best practices and strategies that are already being utilized out there to serve and meet the needs of military students and their families. Very well thought out. Very well. Thank you. And we talked earlier about other states and, you know, how they've been involved as we're going to embark in this as a, as a state. Do you have any information or insight on how some of the other states have embraced their programs and how they're sustaining them and, and how much is actually helping the families? Yeah, so I actually, as soon as we launched the Purple Star designation, automatically I got calls from the MC3 commissioner in Ohio and from Virginia. And what was really cool is just to see how the states adopted it a little bit differently, but I think for the most part has the foundation. And we really hope that we can encourage, you know, we envisioned that all 50 states would turn purple, right? And that all 50 states would adopt something similarly. So really, encouraging, raising the awareness, and really telling folks about the benefit of this. And so one of the things that I love even coming out of Ohio is that they have their own Facebook page where they're constantly advertising and really showing off those campuses who have earned the designation. Um, so I think that's really awesome. And then folks like even Virginia, they have a robust internet website uh, where they house a lot of the information and feature a lot of the campuses that have been honored. So we're also hoping to, to mirror that as well and increase the awareness, right, of, of our state of Texas and what Texas is doing to support our military families. Well, that's certainly a great incentive for schools to get some great recognition for the things that they're doing. I would love to see that in Texas. 
I think that will continue to encourage our schools and those that work in the schools to keep doing the work, right? Like you mentioned, so many schools are already offering and doing so much. So that's amazing that we get to spotlight that. And I know you mentioned earlier the website, but if listeners want to know more about how they can uh, get some additional information on the Texas Purple Star designation program, can you just simply repeat that website how, uh, on how they can find the information? Yes. So the website is tea.texas, spelled out, dot gov forward slash M-I-L for military. Um, so tea.texas.gov forward slash mill. And so what's really awesome on that particular website is that we feature the Purple Star campus designation um, link where folks can click on there. They can see the criteria. They can also have instructions on how to apply when we're going to be awarding. And then um, there's also a PDF version of the application that schools can utilize to help guide them on what information we will be requesting before they actually submit. And then we have the live link where our campuses can submit their application. And then again, if they have any other questions, my email and my contact number is on our military family webpage. Great, 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 great. Our podcast is all about telling stories. Do you have any final stories from the field that you can share with us before we sign off? Oh, I love that question. I think overall, um, this has just been an honor to be able to be a part of this. I have always lived in a military connected community out near Fort Hood. My father is a Marine veteran. All of my uncles are National Guard and Reserve. And so really just to be able to bring this to life, but not, you know, it's impossible to do it by myself. And so really having folks like the Military Child Education Coalition and really fostering the partnerships with our school liaison officers have been just absolutely beneficial, not only for us at TEA, but for all of our districts and campuses to know pretty much the safety net of all of our students, right? Who is there really working as a village to support our students? I say our, our military connected students who, as you know, move sometimes six to nine times, you know, in their K through 12 education career. And so I think about all the work that I used to do as an MFTC, and I think about the work that you're doing out there, Camilla, and just um, really navigating those changes and really helping that our, our, our students and our families navigate their transitions. You know, Abby, what the work that you do is priceless, and we just appreciate everything that you do. We appreciate you, you taking the time to talk to us today about the Purple Star designation. Thanks to all of our listeners for joining us today. Please like, rate, and review this podcast. Be sure to follow us so that you can get access to our podcast first and exclusive access to special episodes. Please reach out to us with your comments or questions and also with topics you'd like to hear discussed in future podcasts. Thanks for listening and join us again next week. This podcast has been made possible thanks to the generous support provided by the Fort Hood Spouses Club. I want to thank you again for listening to our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. We would like to invite you to visit our website at www.militarychild.org. Like the MSEC on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. 
Please join us again next time as we share more stories that impact our military-connected kids.